Welcome to Raise the Roof, an Arkansas podcast, back here with your co-hosts, Braden and Hayden. And this is for your 20th ranked Arkansas Razorbacks. Yeah, big drop. Double the ranking from 10 to 20. Rough, rough trip to Dallas. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of the more sadder games I think we've seen. I, I think last year, maybe the saddest I saw was the Old Miss one, and it, it almost feels, I mean, this one probably feels worse than that one. And it, it it hurts. It hurts, and yeah, the ranking suffers as a result. And uh, maybe not as much as it should have, uh, or it probably shouldn't have gone as much down as it did. That's what I meant to say. But you know, we still have a huge game this upcoming week, and with a lot of takeaways from this game. A lot of good things, some bad things, and we'll break it down. Yep, as you alluded to, dropping. 10 spots to losing to a ranked team by two points seems a little unfair. Right. But, yeah, we'll get back to talking about Bama later. But, yeah, I mean, that's all the opportunity you need to jump back into the into contention for anything. Yeah, you can literally go from a zero to a hero in, 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 in one week. Less than a week because the game's earlier this this coming week. So, you can literally you can do that, and so these teams they can rise to the occasion. Um, it's so hard. I don't know. I'll be really interested to see keeping up this week what what the team's mindset, how they're performing in practice, and everything, because um, there's a lot of devastation from this game. I mean, we saw it. We could see it just being at the game, and then now rewatching the game, I could see it as well. I mean, Pivens talked about playing with a chip on our shoulder and wanting to keep that chip there as much as possible. I think positively positive um outlook would be that they the chip just grows and grows after this rough loss i mean the heartbreak hogs are back in town <laughs> yeah and you know that's a title that i mean we know that arkansas is not every year year after year going to go 13 14 and 0 it's just maybe they'll have one year once in a while that could but i'm saying there there there's always going to be tough losses but i mean in playoff and, history there's only been one 15 and 0 team and that was 19 LSU. Right. Or did someone did Clemson do it and then again? I think Clemson did it and Okay, first yeah. team was 19 LSU. Yeah. I mean that's still 6 years, 5 years after they started the playoff system. So, yeah, going 15 and 0 is not on the table. Well, even just one loss, but I'm saying like it, it is so hard to when the SEC, this game was a two-point game. We like Arkansas lost 23-21. The SEC, there are so many close games. Like last year, Mississippi State, so close. We beat them. LSU, so close. Old Miss, so close. I mean, you think about really the only one that wasn't was Auburn, but we, but, but that was just because we made mistakes. But in Georgia, in Georgia, but the SEC games. When you play in the SEC and you're a good quality team, these these games come down to the wire, and so. It, it's tough, and it can lead to these heartbreak moments. And yeah, that name's kind of back, but I, I don't think it's going to be. I, I still don't believe it's going to be a theme this season, and I don't think you believe that either. I think the main difference in those games was Kim Little made the clutch field goals. Right. Like I don't think he missed a clutch field goal in all of last year, and this game definitely wasn't on Kim Little. There was absolutely so not. many other places that we'll talk about later where we gave them. Momentum, we gave them points. So gave them life. Yeah, I mean, I know some people don't like saying it, 
some people don't really like to give or out of I don't know, but people don't like saying that you let them win, but we really, I feel like we really let them win. Yeah. People like to say, oh, we lost because we lost, but you can't take, you can't blame the other team for winning, but I feel like we really gave them that win. I, well, and I think it was interesting the way Pittman said it, and in the locker room, there was this like short little video you could hear from um, Hawks Plus, but that he was like, he didn't say that their team was better than us. They said he said on this night they were just a little bit better than us on this night, just a little bit. And I don't even think they were better. I think, I think they were in the right place that, at the right time. He exactly. I think that's more just the mistakes part. They were better than us in capitalizing on mistakes or not making mistakes. They made they made mistakes, but not as many. So I just don't think their mistakes were as drastic as the fumble. That we had on the no, goal line that no, was returned. They didn't have a turnover, did they? Nope. There I don't we haven't it's been since South Korea we've had back to back games where they haven't had a turnover. We haven't got a turnover. And I feel like that's kinda of uncharacteristic like and I think part of that Max Johnson didn't throw it around a lot. We can talk about that, but he, he didn't throw it around that much to where maybe maybe and maybe Jimbo knew that and wasn't gonna um, you know our secondary looked better this game, but it made Max Johnson, I think, look better than he should have looked. Better than average. I mean, he didn't look great, but he was really just throwing up prayers, and then they were coming down with him because they had, they were open. He was just tossing the ball in the air, and then we just had no one close enough to their receivers to make the difference, there to make the play. F- there was a few times he was about to get like sacked and hit hard, and he would just fling it up, and somehow the receiver, I remember... Right before our very last possession, we had to get a stop on third down. We got a stop later on that drive on third down, but he like was getting hit and he threw it, and the dude barely caught it right against the ground. Like, and some it was just like, "Are you kidding me?" And it, it's right, you just it, he wasn't like their great. First, it's, their first touchdown was like that. Yeah, we sent the blitz and he threw it over the he top. He underthrew yeah. it, but our receiver or our defender was so far behind Chavis, the receiver right? yeah. that he just didn't get there in time to break it up. Yep. So I think when the big looking at this game as a whole, I'm I'm happy with our. I was really nervous in the third quarter. We lost that entire third quarter. It felt like three minutes of possession in the whole quarter. Right, and it just you know you and you can expect it the way this first half ended that A and M scored at the end, and then they got the ball to start the second half, and they scored right away. You could expect that. But it was so frustrating. It was like, get a first down, and we kept having drops. But I love that at least fourth quarter, we got our touchdown. We made it a game. KJ performed. We had one really key fourth down conversion. I know it was a fourth and one, but like that's still a huge. I still I think he's still confident, and he can still lead this team. And I think our wide receivers are good. They had a few drops. But I, I you know, it's... I'm I'm sad, but I'm I'm still proud. I still love this team. I and I it's 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 just a really love a team that I I can revolve revolve around. I guess I don't know how to say it, but yeah, I mean definitely had the fight in the fourth quarter. Just that like I talked about earlier, that fumble that was recovered for the touchdown. That was really the that was the big play. That was the difference. Defensive scores. I mean, 
13-point swing on that play, whereas if KJ got the touchdown, you go up by 14. Instead, they get the touchdown, miss the, miss, miss the extra point. So it's still a one-point lead instead of tying it up, but should have been a 14-point lead instead of one. And then the momentum swings with that play going into halftime, and they get the ball right back. We've seen it. You and I have watched football for a lot of our life, Braden, and we know how turnovers can change games in sense of the better team may not win, as you alluded to at the beginning, because of the turnovers. And when I'm watching a game, I almost relate fumbles to like people doing dumb mistakes in their cars. Like I am always like, don't do this, don't don't swerve into me, don't do this. And I'm, and I'm always like, when I'm watching a player, a running back, carry the ball. I'm like, don't fumble it, don't fumble it. And I'm always thinking that in my head because you see the punch, they, they punch after the ball. Everybody's trying to strip the ball and it's like, just don't do it, don't do it. And it was like, we almost went an entire half not doing it and we would have, you know, had all the momentum at the half and it was just like, and, 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 and Rocket Sanders, he give him credit, he was gonna wrap the dude up but nobody came to help him and then it was just like a one in a 10,000 play handing it off, the dude behind him was like, here, give me the ball. And it was just like, the, the turnover got even worse. And it was just, That's mm. kind of two weeks in a row where there's just a lot of turnovers, fumbles specifically. I mean, charged with five fumbles, even though they only lost the one. And then last week, what, they had four fumbles and lost two? Yes. Well, we did get some turnovers last week. We recovered two fumbles last week, so. Oh, that's right. But yeah, I mean, I didn't we had, remember it. I guess I'd forgotten about it. But you're right. Yeah, we so we fumbled nine times in the last two games, and I think lost three. It just didn't feel like because I guess how close last week's game was that we got a turnover. I know we did, but it just like thinking about it now, it's like, wow, when was the last time we had a pick too, Braden? It's been since South Carolina, right? And that came at the very end. Right. Cincinnati, did we... Brini had one in yeah. both games. Yeah. I mean, no, McLaughlin had one in both Ma games. Ma McLaughlin, yeah, he did. You're right. So we kind of need that, especially this coming week. But anyway, you want to break down break down the game, starting with the very beginning? It's kind of a slow start, as I think we all figured it would be de defensive. Both teams are very strong on the defensive end. I mean... A&M before this, I don't think it allowed anyone over 17. And Arkansas's run defense has been held, holding games to two yards a carry, which we'd seen last few weeks. A&M's had troubles at quarterback, so we figured it was going to be kind of a run game for both teams. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think... Yeah. I think that would have, I mean, played a hand for Arkansas with, I think, their run defense has been stronger than A&M so far this year. I mean, you can't get much better than holding teams to, what, 2.2 yards of carry coming into this game? And I think this game is a little skewed because, again, I mean, we know the result, but if that turnover doesn't happen, I like to think that all-chain, A-chain doesn't have as many yards as he had, and our um, our defense isn't out on the field as many times as they were because our offense isn't going to go three and out, three and out after, you know, the turnover. So I think that's a little skewed. I mean, the, there was... The stats will show what they show, but, you know, I think you and I both know that they wouldn't be in as, as severe if that turnover didn't happen. I think offense, they only really had two two big playmakers as Smith and A-Chain. Maybe, 
And Stewart was okay. Stewart had a good yeah. game, but I don't I just I mean I guess I haven't seen enough AM this year, but just remembering from last year they were just Yeah. Yeah, just a couple playmakers. And their offense has been struggling this year, so they're definitely not a offensive powerhouse or anything near that. No. No, they look a lot different, I think, than they have in the years past. When they had Kellamond at quarterback, they, they look completely different those years. They don't – I think they have good receivers, but it's still – it's the quarterback. It's the quarterback that's an issue for them. Um, Haynes King looked good last year until he got hurt. Came back this year, did not look very good. Went on to Max Johnson. He's not looking great. I mean, like I said, I feel like he looked better against us than he should have because – Secondary, as we've talked about, has been our weakest spot on the team this year. Even though we do have to say that with Slusher back, they did look better. Yeah, and what did we say from the beginning of this game, right? We had four straight three and outs for AM, and I don't think it was all run, 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 run for AM. Like, there was definitely some very good coverage. So, clearly, there was, we had fixed some things in the secondary. But, again, as the game got on, that changed a little bit. But, um, again, I'm, I'm really happy to see, you know, three and out, three and out, three and out. Like, we haven't seen that, right? Maybe we saw versus South Carolina, I think, struggled. But, um, yeah, South Carolina's offense was not good in the first no. half. I don't think they went four straight three and outs, though. Yeah, no. That, and I, I don't think you and I would have expected A&M to go four straight. I mean, so we got the ball first, right? They won the toss, and they wanted us to receive, and we did. And we, At least we got one first down, but then... Um, mm-hmm. Ten-yard play to Hazelwood, just barely got the first. And then a couple short runs, and then an incomplete pass on third. Three, and then... Then we had to punt it, and Fletcher did not have a good punt. 25-yard no. punt. So that's something that's still a little bit like... He he got better as the game improved, but it's like it's still some of his punts are not looking right. I think you would agree. Right. Yeah. And then we're going on to A and M's possession. They had two five yard runs from AJ, but a whole or uh, illegal shift on the second play kept him from getting that first down. Mm-hmm. And then a sack. Zach Williams, Drew Sanders combined for that sack to force the the um force them to punt. Yeah. That was a big three and out right back to back, I think, because in these games in the past, it feels like if Arkansas doesn't capitalize on the first or second possession, A&M's going to score right away. Well, they went three and out, and it was just um, – you never know in this game. This game's always close. So you're just like capitalize, Arkansas capitalize. And so and we didn't, but then we forced a three and out. I was like, okay, we're settled in. Here we go. And then what happens? Our next drive, Braden? Touchdown Arkansas in five plays. Starts out with a few modest runs, and then K.J. Briggs went off for 26 before the wide receiver screen over to Katron Jackson gets him 32 yards to the end zone. It was a really good play, I thought, because they were sending the blitz at K.J., um, and I think Kendall knew that. And so, and you know, I think it's just obvious, when, when you send blitz, you can set up screen plays like that, right? And so, and they did. He, Keytron caught it and got some really nice blocks and what 30 yard went 32 yards 32 yards to the end zone and that that was huge and that that was his first touchdown right of the year mm-hmm. right because he didn't missouri state that, he was one yard short right yeah got down at the one against missouri state so Probably his second catch of the year right 
Yeah, I think he might have been targeted hit. once before, but he didn't catch it. So I think you're right. I think that was only a second, and that was huge. You mm-hmm. always want to start, you know, start strong, and like that was like okay, great call, Kendall. Luke Jones, fantastic block um, from as as the left guard, right? And right, left tackle or left tackle, excuse me. Yep, hit the tackle and the guard. Him and Bo Limmer both pulled out to the. So the line out there for blocking, they shifted, cleared the yeah. space. They shifted, and uh, Matt Landers had a really nice block there. And so it was all set up by the blocking. Um, KJ threw it, threw it to Keytron when the blitz was coming right at him. And perfect. Touchdown, Arkansas, as you said, 7-0. And then you keep the momentum going, forcing a three and out. Yep. They had a delay a game on the first play of the drive and then a loss of four on the second play. So, I mean. And then the third and 12, he nearly got it. I mean, he was running for his life, but he, I think, I think Bumper forced him out, or maybe it was Drew, but he, he was still a yard short, and it's like, okay, they're going to punt it. So it's like, here we go. But you yeah. keep the momentum going off that touchdown, forcing the three and out, you get it back, then go for your second straight touchdown drive, go up 14-0 in the first quarter. And I the, mean, feeling good at that point, feeling and, really good. And they used A.J. Green a lot in that, in that drive, didn't they? Yep, he had three straight runs for twenty yards total, and then and then set up the big pass play to Warren Thompson wide, wide open down the middle of the field. I think if you were an A and M fan, right, we say third downs and long, long like third and long when you give up a touchdown or just a big play on third and longs, and not just third and tens. You're talking third and fourteen, third and fifteen. That is so annoying as a you know. From a defensive standpoint, it, it, mm-hmm. and it, it's, he was yeah. way open because he had to sit there and wait for the ball to get to him, and they still didn't catch up to him at that point. Yeah, and it was really good because I think the 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 scheme that and the defense the A and M defense was playing it wasn't supposed to be where anything they weren't they weren't supposed to get beat deep, but I think him and maybe Hazelwood had crossing patterns, and it just. It, it was almost like Hazelwood was a decoy, and and he he went out he went out long, and he was wide open, and so um, yeah, that was huge. And like I said, AJ Green using him on that drive, it was like the first time that th- this game in general that we really used AJ Green. So that was really nice to see and see his speed. His he's still so fast. I mean, he's he's fast. I feel like AM last year was kind of when we really got to get a good look at him for the first time. I feel like and yeah, or Texas. So, well, yeah. Texas, he had a good game against Texas. But then A and M as well. He had mm-hmm. that really good touchdown. The spin, spin, he spun off that defender and scored for the end, into the end zone. Yeah, so I feel like that was part of the in the back of Pittman's mind, thinking he had a good game last year. Might as well utilize him early on this year. Yeah. So then, that makes it fourteen zero, right? And you get another three and out. Muff the muff the punt, but recover it. <laughs> he. Stevens was in an awkward position. He was had his hands way down. He was kind of leaned the wrong way. He it just was not did not look good. And I was like, I, again, I literally in my head, I'm just like, do not make a mistake, do not fumble it. I literally think like, and when I again, like when I'm driving, I'm like, person, please don't do this. I'm like, and but we recovered it. We we didn't self inflict anything. We recovered it. He became the pump returner last year because. He wasn't muffing punts, and I think Warren or Hammonds, which one of them? Oh was no, ever Brody. Oh, Brody, yeah, Brody, Brody. I think I think was but, returning it, but he did yeah, for some time. He was the main guy to catch him because he wasn't muffing them. Yeah. So I know that's what 
the main thing that Pittman's looking for in his punt returner. He, I don't think he cares to. And I think you look at teams in the SEC, you're not – I know it happens in Missouri State, but you're not supposed to get punt return touchdowns, right, Braden? Like, that's not – it I mean, can happen. You're not supposed to give yeah. up any touchdowns, but <laughs> <laughs> well, special teams, kickoff returns, mm-hmm. punt returns, the way that you know how the games play today, they're just less likely than they used to be. So, um, anyway, that I'm glad it was recovered because that could have been ruining. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe took a little air out of the seams too, because then Arkansas goes three and out, only gains two yards on the next drive. First three and out. That but still, our defense. Frustrating drive right there. One-yard run, incomplete pass. Does a drop. And then you get a, a one-yard completion on the next play. Right. Yeah, so that's frustrating drive coming off of a touchdown drive. And a forced three and out. You'd expect them to keep that momentum going. Mm-hmm. And then another three and out. Another three and out for Aiden, which makes four in a row, which... I think it's the best record this season, right? So Gotta far. be. So that was really cool. I was like, I was hyped about the, the defense at that point. And um, then you have a long yeah. drive, but somehow you end it in a punt. You don't go for the long field goal on a 39. What would that be? That'd be about a 56. 57? Yeah. But it was really what ruined it was those plays to Malik. We didn't. It just was really obvious. We use right. It's I think I think each game, Braden. What would you say, Malik gets like one or two chances? Like we have two designated plays for him. Would you say? Yeah, two, three, somewhere around there. Yeah, and so they seem to all want to use him in this, in this, in this series. And three straight plays went to him back to back to back on first, second, third down. None, none of them worked out at all. And I think the third down would have gotten more yards. That might have potentially got a field goal, but he kind of. Mu- like bobbled the sna- uh, the yeah, handoff. He, I he think. dropped the yeah. handoff, but it like thankfully just bounced right back to him. And, and then he went up, up the middle instead of going around the outside, like he was going yeah. to do. I th- I thought there was more of a hole up the middle, at least Maybe. watching it live. But so I think he made the right decision, but it just closed quicker than he anticipated. Yes. But that that was like that more people when they'd be like, ah, oh, it's so obvious of Kendall Browse and you know I think with you ha- you do need to use Malik maybe not three straight plays yeah spread it out throughout the game so it's unsuspect they're unsuspecting of it right right so I think that was that was a little tough I was like dang we we really should go at least seventeen it should have been seventeen oh the weirdest I'd say set of play calls. In one set of downs that I've seen this year. <laughs> Just three busted plays to Malik in a row. And I wouldn't say it was all Malik's fault. No, Not at all. No. It was weird. It was just bad setup. Well, in the first play to him, I think the ball was tipped, right? KJ threw it over the top. The, the A&M defender tipped it, and then Malik dropped. It wasn't like in a bit in stride, but it was like, it hit him low in the hands, and he dropped yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I think he might have lost a yard if he catches it because he has yeah. a defender coming down right, at him. Right, So that one it was probably better it. that he didn't catch that. But that was really weird that it was going to be like a five-yard out, right, and that that's probably all it would have been. I don't think he could have made the upfield even if it wasn't. T- he could have. I mean, he's fast. He could have made somebody miss, but, He's yeah. still fast on the team, right? That's what they say. Yeah, I definitely see that. But you have a 10-yard play, get down to 
enemy territory and don't score. So that's kind of a bummer. Then A and M comes back and scores ninety three yards. One possession game. That ninety three. Yeah. Fletcher actually gets a good punt. He does. He does redeem himself. He downs it inside the ten, but A and M goes six plays. Brayden for not, and it was really that. Was it that first down play? First play, 63 yards down to the Arkansas 30 for Devin H. And there was this big hole, wasn't there? There was a huge hole. Mm-hmm. I think maybe one missed tackle, too, and he just he was gone. Almost gone to the races, but... It's kind of what we saw last year from them. They weren't, weren't really able to put any drives together against the Arkansas defense. It was all... Last year was Isaiah Spiller mostly had the big okay. plays that got them into scoring position. This year, it was Devin H. Yeah. Yep, and so that eventually sets them up, but still on that Jimbo. So we we bring them to the third down, and Anna's about to snap it, but Jimbo calls a timeout, and so he sets up this play. And I don't know if he just told Max, "Hey, throw it in the corner of the end zone," but Max lobs it, and Stewart catches it. Right, Stewart. Mm-hmm. We talked about this play earlier. Where Chavis was just trailing by too far. He threw it behind the receiver. And the receiver had to kind of, you know, fall to his knees to bring it in, and he's not able to make up, make up the difference and catch up and knock it away. I mean, you can say it's a good throw because he didn't turn around, but if he turns around, like it's a terrible throw. So I know the announcer said it was a great throw, but I just I don't see how it really was. It was not a good. Throw. It was behind the receiver. He had to kind of dive to make the play, and then it was just Chavis was a little too far behind him, and it was a lobby throw. It was just tossed it up there. I think if Mo Brown's on that, you and I both know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can put McLaughlin on there, it probably doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, like, Anaya Smith wasn't much of a factor. I think that's probably, we had McLaughlin and maybe Slusher focused in on him. Mm-hmm. You take their best receiver out of the game for the most part before he's actually taken out of the game. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, next drive. So from that makes it 14-7. The next drive, it's all looking good until it isn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, first, we got to say it's set up. Sam Sam gets aggressive and decides to go for it on fourth and three, right? Right. When you're right. on 14-7. At, at about the at midfield. So we decided to go for it, and I, I love that call. Keep the momentum. Mm-hmm. Don't give any to AM And KJ loses a tackler, gets the first down. And then... And then we have a great play to Hazelwood. Um, I think he was wide open. It wasn't the best throw, but he was like wide open. And then Sanders had a good run. And then and then there's a slant run to Hazelwood. And it looks like he's going to score, but he cuts it inside thinking he can get up the middle. And he just goes down. And I wish he would have stayed outside. He might have outran the dude. And the fumble might not have ever happened. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But Yeah, watching that live, I definitely thought Hazelwood was going to score. Yes. And so you, you're going so fast, right, in those crossing patterns. And mm-hmm. it's just like you, he hit him in stride perfectly. And so we're down at the, at the three, and I think you can take away the rest what happened. Yeah, goes from a Superman dive from, like, the four-yard line. I, I mean, I don't know why you would do that anywhere besides right on the goal line because of exactly what happened. Helmet. I, I don't know if it was a helmet or a hand. A hand. It, it was, was a hand. 24 um, I forgot his name, but he's made he made pretty much all their big plays. Yeah, just knocked it out. KJ went to reach it out, one hand knocked it out, then ran off, handed it off to his buddy, and then he finished off the relay race. 
Like I said, it was really a heads up by Rocket to get over there and tackle him, but it's just unlucky that nobody else came over. I think everybody assumed Rocket was going to throw him down, and it just was over. And but. then Jackson chased him down pretty all the way to the goal, and I think he just kind of ran out of gas before he could get up to him. It's just unfortunate series of events all happening on one play. And then there's kind of – so that makes it 14-13. It's an awkward moment. They have a missed snap, right? So they don't, they don't even kick the extra point. They try – so that's good of our special teams. You and I always point out our special teams. They yeah. botch a snap, right? And Yeah, and then Chris Russell Jr., yeah. that's 24 for him linebacker. He's the one that made the play. Yeah, he made a few big plays for them. He was, at least from what I noticed, their biggest playmaker on defense. He ended up with 10 tackles, two tackles for a loss with a sack and then pass deflection. Mm. So, yeah. But they botched the extra point. And they don't end up being able to get the two-point conversion. So it's 14-13, right? Yep. Some, so thankfully, Arkansas stays in the lead going into the half. After I mean, after that play, you're deflated. You go three and out. They and almost got a field goal at the end of the half, but they, they I think they got – because there was a stupid pass interference called um, – I don't remember who it was on. It might have been um, McLaughlin, I actually think it was. It was pass incomplete to Anaya Smith, so I think probably McLaughlin. Yeah, and he, was on he might have barely game. touched him, and it was it was called. But they still don't get a field goal out of. They have to try a hail mary, and then we send the blitz, and he. That's twice, Braden Wright versus um, South Carolina, and and now the end of the half, right? They're trying to throw a hail mary, and they're, we're not even letting them get off the pass hardly. So that's really good. I think that that that's really good for. Our, Rush defense to not let a Hail Mary even get off. So right, yeah. This this line has been getting after the quarterback better than I'd say probably since we've been in school. This has probably been yes, the best defensive seen. line we've seen. Transfer portal. <laughs> the transfer portal is no joke. And then second half. There's one guy that I didn't even really see that much that I don't think had as Big a game as usual as Jordan Dominique, but this line was still getting after the quarterback. I mean, I thought, let's see. Um, I thought Jackson, Jackson had that one sack. We'll get to Gregory had a great game, and then Zach Williams had like first drive had that half a sack with Sanders to force the force them to punt. So there's just a lot of different weapons on that front line that. Not everyone has to have a great game every game to still be effective. Right. I think like... And we haven't seen that in a while because usually we have like maybe one or two guys on the line that are like game wreckers. But yeah, this year it's four or five different guys are able to get after the quarterback. And I think A&M has a lot better O-line than those other teams. So maybe that made it not seem like... Where Jordan Dominique, uh, Hampton... And some of those other guys may not have had as big as big of games as they did earlier because Anum's a little better, right? You and I both know that. But still, they they still show they were able to rush. They were get a few. We had we had two and a half sacks. You said. I think it was three sacks. Three sacks. So, still getting to the the quarterback because as you said, I remember. I don't know if it was the COVID year, but like there seemed to be times, Braden, where it's like we'd be lucky if we could get one sack a game, and that's how bad it felt. Yeah, it felt like we were never getting sacks for, I mean, I feel like even 
two years ago, Pittman's first year, it didn't feel like we were getting after the quarterback very much. Right. We weren't getting that much pressure, which was a made it harder for the rest of the defense because we're having to cover the receivers forever. That makes it really hard on the secondary when you're having to cover the receivers five, ten seconds instead of the one and a half. Right. Mm-hmm. But this year, that defensive line's really getting after it. We talked about I've talked about the rush defense already, holding teams to two yards a carry. So, going from that second quarter, going into the second quarter, half now, fourteen thirteen still, A and M's getting the ball. Yeah, and they, um, I think. Oh yeah, Arkansas. That they had one of the stupidest penalties I saw on that kickoff. They they were off sides on the kickoff. So there was a special teams kind of blunder. Like I, I never see that brain an off sides. And I, I know I'm critical of special teams every week, but I have to be with all these mistakes. Still lose it to the thirty instead of the twenty five. And I'm like, you can't be off sides on a kickoff. You can't move faster than the kicker. And I'm just like, you never see that. Yeah, that was like a. Here we go again moment right yes. there. I mean, it just kind of felt like it just happens whenever we're losing the momentum, whenever we don't have the momentum. That's Silly when these penalties. mistakes add up, and then the momentum just gets shifted farther and farther away. And I don't think we – I think they actually had more penalties than us. I, I could be wrong about that. But um, it wasn't like we were – I bombarded mean, by penalties the entire game. You're looking at the team comparisons. Arkansas won about every important category there was to win. Statistically, we had a much better game. Like I said, I feel like the real difference was that one. They had the biggest play of the game with that fumble return. And that was the off, biggest yeah. play of the game. And I wonder what happens, right? If he doesn't even hand it off, we're not saying they, they might not even score a touchdown, right? They, they, mm-hmm. Rock had him sackled at the 20, still 25. Have him, yeah, yeah. Around, it'd be like. If Kick it was a yeah, touchback or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like getting a touchback, you're still up seven, and then you still have a shot to keep them off the board if you get that tackle right there. I mean, Rocket's not made to tackle, so can't really don't want to put any blame really on him for that play. Yes. Or I said getting paid. He, they don't get paid for their play. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't. He's not. He wasn't brought here to make tackles. He was here to to run the ball. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, and then coming out of the half, A&M gets that touchdown. I mean, they just kind of – A-chain sort of went off, and Max Johnson had a really good run, I think, um, or one decent run. And um, I don't know. Was it, it was just – it was a quick play. They just had Six one, plays. One big play to – 26 yards to get him in position, really. And first and goal at the nine. I, you almost never see a team give up. Not never see a team. I, I don't usually see Arkansas on a first and goal from the nine give up a touchdown on the very first first play. And he just – I know he made a really good cut, but I was just like – I that point, you're like, crap. The momentum is clearly – these guys are tired, even coming out of the break. They're not pumped up. They're not as fired. Fired up, you know, so it's just like, man, we're going to have to fight this way to come back. So we're down 20-14, right? We're down 20-14. At that point, it's looking like that missed extra point may come down to be the difference. If Arkansas can find that fire in the fourth, like they did last week against Missouri State, get some quick fire, 
I mean, that's what at least I was thinking at the time. Like, my, that extra point might end up being what undoes A&M, at least being optimistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I was thinking at the time. They're down, they're only up six instead of seven, so there's still an opportunity to get a touchdown, Don't hold run. them, and then anything can happen from there. Right. But three and out on your next possession, still not getting the momentum. Then A&M has another... This was a lengthier a drive. A long 12-play, six-minute drive. And it wasn't even, like, yeah, 47 yards. It's not like it was 60 or 70 yards, but it was just like... Another bad punt, 29 yards. Yeah, yep. The third and seven play, Max Max Johnson eluded pressure. I know they got the block in the back, but that was after he got the first down. So it's they gave him the first down. And then, and then yeah, then... These 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 receivers like Brown for them. He got opened and um, and then we end up creating a second and thirty. And then A Chain has this uh, or Anias. That was Anias's only really big play, right? Would you say Braden won the, the the second and thirty play that they that they got that felt like maybe mm-hmm. his really big play of the game. Yeah, I was I was saying coming into the game that we just. They got their two guys. They got A Chain and they got an Ice. That's the two guys you got to worry about. And for good, I mean, A Chain had a pretty, pretty fantastic game. Yeah. But for the most part, I felt like we kept an Ice Smith. That was his only catch of the game. Yeah. Yep. And it just had, it was like, again, it was kind of one, it wasn't quite a screen, but it was just like there was a lot of room and he eluded tackles. Um, I think Bumper T- missed Open missed field them. tackling, another. Wasn't I felt like it was better than last week. Better than but last week. But still a problem. Yes. Absolutely. And so they cap it off with a field goal, 31-yard field goal. So that makes it... I think that was big, though, to keep them yeah, from... Yeah, we cannot let them score a touchdown, right? Because you go... I mean, that... And that then could, they had another yeah. penalty, third and eight, turns into third and 13 with a false start. Yeah, and I remember looking at Max Chauncey. He was really frustrated. He was clapping his hands. He's like, come on, come on, come on. And he got the delay of game, right? So he's just he was really frustrated. Or false start, not the late game, but it, he just he couldn't the snap count or something was wrong. But yep, so holding them that keeps it a nine point game, yeah, twenty three to fourteen. What kind of happened there was like he called for the snap, and the center just didn't snap it, so yeah. everyone was moving. <laughs> I mean, I've seen that happen before, but yeah, usually that's quarterback center miscommunication. You don't have your countdown right. False start, everyone but the center. Yeah. <laughs> like when the refs announced that. That's funny. I but, couldn't really understand what he said last on that play, but it's, I feel like it's something to that effect. Yeah, right. But yeah, I mean, I think that was still big to keep them out of the end you zone. You cannot let them score. And then. And then you, I mean, they go in the end zone. They're up 13 in like. What point is that? How many minutes are left in the quarter? Less than four minutes. Yeah. Less than four minutes left in the third quarter at that point. To be down 13 would be bad. Yep. I mean, still two possessions, down nine. But, I mean, two touchdowns, you're up by one again. And that extra point ends up being the difference if you do it. But, I mean, not able to get much going. You punt on five plays punt next again. drive. Brain, how many punts is that? Is that now two be, in this half? That would be two drives, two punts in the third quarter. Yep. Like I said, three minutes of possession in the whole third quarter. I think I've seen and, a stat that Arkansas has been outscored the third quarter. Fourth. And the fifth fifth straight drive that ended in a punt. Well, five out of six drives because of the fumble touchdown. Right. So, 
I think I've seen a stat that Arkansas has been outscored forty-four to ten in the third quarter on the year. So that that's kind of that's not a good stat. That makes me think that. Yeah, we've been good in the fourth quarter, but the third quarter we had to be good in the fourth quarter, kind of because of that. The third quarter has let us down. Yeah, coming kind of coming out slow out of halftime, and it just takes a minute to get that fire back. Usually, it's because we we let the other team back into it, like Missouri State, South Carolina. Kind of let them back into the game or into the lead in that third quarter, and you have to turn it around in the fourth. So, so then we still we still can't get a moment. I mean, we get momentum in the sense that we we force we finally force. What a was punt. it? A f- Four yeah, plays and they punt. Yeah, a three and out, right? And they get a good thirteen yard play on the first play of the drive, and then no, oh, not quite a three and out. So yeah, one first down. If they get that one first down on the first play, and then get it to fourth and one, but still elect a punt. That was huge. It still ate up two minutes of time. That was plays. that third and two where we stopped a chain. Like that was that was big, and he almost got to the line, but I think somebody got him from the side. I don't know if it was Sanders or whoever it was, but the, we stopped him, and that was big. So and then Arkansas comes back with that. Fight that I I thought they were going to show up. In the we were play. waiting for the entire third quarter, and it mm-hmm. was just like, are they ever going to do this? Yeah, if they find that fight like they did last week, get the it was a thirteen play, nearly five minute drive, but they get back on the board, make it a two point game. What are the, in the first four plays? Very interesting. Again, right, Braden? AJ Green, AJ Green, AJ Green, AJ Green. Like what we talked about earlier, those three straight ones that he had. So AJ, and I think we got we said he got. He got nine. He got nine nine carries on the game, which is really good for him. Again, he's a speedster. Yeah. And that drive you mentioned earlier in the first half where he had three straight carries, and then this drive both ended in touchdowns. Yep. So that it's it's not just Rocky Sanders, everybody. Like There's so many more backs, and we'll get to the other two mm-hmm. in a little bit. But Third down conversion to Trey Knox on that drive. His only catch Finally a catch. That was the thing. We didn't talk about the third quarter. There were some drops. few... KJ threw yeah. it behind receivers, but there was a few drops, and so Trey Knox finally made a catch, and it was like, and it was a tough catch. KJ threw it behind him. He didn't. He threw it to the wrong shoulder. Trey Knox still caught it, almost acted like he was a receiver, which he used to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's more of a receiving tight end than he is. I mean, go out and block tight end. Right. That's. I mean, that's kind of the transition in there to make matchup nightmares in receiving game. I mean, that's what happened. Yes. He's been good in his role. I mean, this was his only catch of the game, but he, it was a big catch. It was huge. Had to keep that drive going. And then... And then um, oh, the, the double pass. Double pass to Hazel, Hazelwood. And it, was it was five it. yards. Yeah. That was like, it was like those days where we'd pass it to Traylon, but KJ would talk, throw a little out to... Not out. He'd throw a backwards pass to Traylon Burks, and Traylon Burks would throw it. Upfield and he'd throw a pick and I remember but Hazel. It happened to A and M last year, right? It did, yeah. Throws a pick and like those tries to throw it a touchdown to I think he actually threw one to Warren and Warren Cobble. Maybe there was another one. I don't know. Warren no Warren I think threw the pick against A and M last year. Something like that. But yeah, then they get it to fourth and one, go for it. KJ picks up the first Huge for it. We don't get that at the games probably. I don't want to say it's over, but it's just that we needed that fourth and one. We're down nine with 11 minutes. You have to get that fourth and one. And it was so confident. KJ was so confident that he was going to pick it up. Fourth and one gets three yards. It was like, yes, we can be confident on it. Because you remember Braden last year, the fourth and one, 
versus Miss State, and we had to have Traylon Burks axe and fall down on the ground to draw the penalty. And it was like, we just felt like, last year felt like on fourth down calls. During Miss, Miss State, the final, the final drive that we scored the touchdown, it was fourth and one, Traylon Burks falls to the ground, they throw the, the pass interference penalty. He has to do a complete acting job to get the first down. And so what I was saying last year, those fourth and ones, fourth and twos, we, there was no confidence. There was, there, it, we, we didn't convert all the time. And this year it's fourth and one, fourth and two, and I just feel like KJ knows what to do. So, and that was a big play for me. I know it seems minuscule, but it was really important that we got that. I mean, also with these few teams we've been playing, haven't had great defensive lines. South Carolina, bad defensive line. Missouri State, we were able to overpower. Then A&M, what was it, five yards per carry they were allowing coming into this game. So, so maybe this, offen- this offensive line has been able to overpower every team we've played so far this year. And that has to be very interesting to see how fourth and one will look like versus an LSU versus a Bama. It will be very intriguing. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I mean, this is just a game Arkansas should have won. They had favorable matchups in every area. They out outperformed them in every aspect of the game. It was just, they just didn't make the biggest play. Yes, and that, that's a really frustrating thing because it was like you'd see so many great things, including after the fourth and one, right, the first the first down play, Dubinian, maybe the run of the game, for Arkansas at least. 14-yard carry gets them down into the red zone. It was just like a, he broke tackles, kind of made something out of nothing, and it was like it, it was a really good run. And this is our number four guy, right? Yeah, that's our true freshman. I mean, Pittman said after the game he wants to get him more touches going forward. I mean, there's – so much talent in that backfield, it's hard to get everyone enough touches. Yeah, that's right. You I mean, have, I mean, you count KJ too, so you really have five people that can run it. And I mean, if you throw in Malik in there. Yeah, right. And so KJ caps off the drive, right, with a really good replay where he keeps it. He holds the ball. He doesn't hand it off. He keeps it for as long as he can. And, you know, you get scared when quarterbacks do that because they can fumble, right, Braden, when they, they almost hold it out too yeah, long. Yeah, when that, when that running back thinks he's taking the ball and then last second quarterback decides nope it's for me but KJ pulled it really well and he scores the six yard touchdown easily and that was like okay okay here's the game again we got this we just got to get we got to get stopped and again what we I alluded to earlier these really lucky third this really lucky third down conversion Max Johnson just kind of threw it up and just really got away with it and on like the, the, the third, next the play, third and twelve, yeah. On the very next play, HN breaks off a twenty-four yard run into Arkansas territory. But then we get a big sack. Eric Gregory, I thought he really had two sacks. I guess one counted as a half a, a run play. No, they counted as a tackle for loss. I guess it was a they called it a designed QB run. But I really thought it was a sack. Mm. He, so I thought he really had two sacks. I'm a big Gregory fan, too. I know he doesn't show up every game, but I think he's a hard worker. This is his best game of the year, I'd say. At least the two biggest plays he's made this year. And then and then we get um, – we hold him to field goal or field goal attempt, right? We 53 get, yards out. And he, he doesn't kick it that bad. He misses a little left, though, right? It wasn't, like, terrible, but – no, but it was wide just, left. He missed still. it. He missed it. Arkansas is still only two points down getting the ball. With and that's where you're and like. Half that's where you're like. Okay, this, this is extra what, point's gonna this cost is them. <laughs> well, down, you're down two. A field goal puts you up one. Touchdown puts you up 
what that would be up five right right and then so we switch right we switch from Dubinion we run Dom the first play Dominique I guess we didn't say that earlier I think we ran him in the second quarter and some a few in the third and mm-hmm. finally got Dom back yeah, it was good seeing him out there. He just kind of eased him into the game. I think he had six carries. Yeah, and he had one really strong carry for like 12 yards. It was like, okay, that's the Dominic Johnson that we know. That's the, that's the one that mm-hmm. he, he Just can, get his legs back yeah, under him, get him exactly. in some strong legs. Game time um, plays. The real player, Braden, would you say, was that third and six on our own 40. Cade is kind of about to be sacked. He's on the run, and he kind of throws it a little across his body, and Landry's wide open. Wide open. Yeah. No one even in the area code. That was huge. We had to get that first mm-hmm. down. So and Landers only catches the game. They're like I said, their defense is really good, but it's been mostly their secondary. That's been what has been made made plays happen for A and M. Right. Like I think Thompson had two catches. He had the one big touchdown and then a one yard play. Hazelwood had five catches and then no one else had any more than one catch. Keytron, yeah. Mm-hmm. Katron had the one big catch. Landers had the one big catch. Knox had one catch. And Knox had one big catch. It was only eight yards, but it's on a third down mm-hmm. conversion. So yeah, I mean their secondary really was tough on our they receivers. Weren't. Not too many big play, or I guess we had a few big plays, but yeah, I mean they kept they kept some of our best playmakers out of the catch column for most of the game, but yeah, big. Big play from Landers right here, wide, wide open, middle of the field. And then and then Rocket gets started right after that, where it's really like, okay, Arkansas is going to right. score. Ten yards from Rocket, ten yards from KJ. Back-to-back first downs. Then you're, I mean, just outside the red zone at the 21 after that. Yep, and then Rocket has a pretty good run, five yards. Like, again, when you get five yards on I'll first down, down, you're happy, right? Right. And then, And then a really scary play. This was very, very unfortunate right here. The second probably biggest blunder of the game for Arkansas behind the fumble. Yes. The KJ was, you know. It was a fumbled snap. It was a little bit all over the place. It was a low snap. It was off to his right. Kind of went off his fingertips, down by his knees. Then it goes through Rocket's. Legs. Luckily, Rocket dropped him back. Somehow, on. I mean, yeah. in the, Brandon, would you? I mean, say watching it live, I thought A and M recovered it. Would you say in those kind of scenarios when you see fumbles like that, it's almost eighty percent of the time the defense recovers, right? You know, it's it's generally. I don't know the stat behind it, but it just almost feels like it. Often the defense in fumbles where both teams pile on or can can jump try to jump on it. Usually, the defense is the one that comes away with it. So. The statistic doesn't matter. Anyway, I, I thought you know, I was like you. I thought A&M, A&M had it. And, it just and looked like that because from where we were, it was Rocket's back was to us when he hopped on the ball. Couldn't really see him reach out and grab it. But thankfully he did. Lost nine yards. So you go from second and five to third and 14, which really, and we had to use a timeout, that just really messed right? up the drive. We had to use a timeout. We didn't want to. Yeah, a third, and I think we wanted a good play call for a third fourteen, but we didn't really. I mean, it was kind of a make or break call right there, right. and you get one yard. KJ decides to run. He could have run it out to Rocket Sanders and probably get seven, eight yards. But it would have been a tough play with the defense coming at him from that side. That's true. He would have had to look 
He would have taken a hit for sure from their defensive end on that play if he looked over to the screen. Part of me wants to think they took that timeout and they cam right 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 footed kicker. I wanted to center it on the left hash, right? Because he ran towards the left side and he got what mm-hmm. one yard, as you said. So maybe that was the plan to to, to set up cam. I think. I don't, I think the plan was to get more than one yard, but yeah, to they the left. Been. I mean, the play was probably to run to the left, set him up on the left hash. So they get him on the left hash, and then fourth and thirteen, you have a forty-two yard attempt from a guy we talked about earlier, not missing any clutch field goals. It felt like all of last year. Right, he's been so, he's never missed. He's never missed a, a I, left hash in practice ever. All I remember him missing was one field goal last year. The mistake. And that missed, didn't yeah. even really matter. He missed like a 50-yard versus mistake. But he went like four for five in that game, so that was really good. Yeah, I don't think that's the one I was thinking of. But the one I remember didn't even matter that he missed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this guy's clutch. And it was like our angle. You know, you and I, Braden, we were right behind the goalpost. It's like, it's almost the best view to watch a, a field goal. And people started celebrating early, thinking it was in, and it was just like, it kept, it wasn't drifting. It was almost it was just, like the end of a movie where you're going in slow-mo, the ball was in, felt like it was in air forever. And you were just like, please go through. You're like, somehow. Mm-hmm. I was I was leaning with it. <laughs> and then, it's just, you heard a noise. I didn't hear a noise. Yeah, I think I just it. blocked out the sound. But You hear the doink the doink and the ball falls to the ground in the middle of the end zone right it just bounces it's one of those where it just bounces up high and then falls climbs down angle, in the end zone. i thought it was going through the whole time until i saw it hit the upright and then it and then you, it's just devastation at that point and it's yeah, like it's it, 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 it's you feel bad for cam feel bad for stromberg who snapped that and he's just he's crying on the sideline and it's just it's horrible it's horrible yeah. It's the fan base, everybody had confidence we're gonna win this game. And yeah. I'd say what happened yeah. was AM snaps the momentum at the end of the first half and just was able to control the ball just long enough where Arkansas just didn't have time to get back on top. Right. Because I feel like at this point we had the momentum. We'd put together two drives in a row, get our getting ourselves in a good scoring position, but yeah, just I mean, you give them another drive, they probably score. They just ran out of time, I think. Yeah, and I, th- I, I really think that the, that fumble that, you know, I know Stromberg snapped. Like, we're second and five, right, Braden? You're going for a touchdown there. You're not going for a one-point lead. You're not. No. You want that, but... You're going for a touchdown every drive. And you could, yes, absolutely. And our offense was moving. Our, uh, I'd like to think that, that that's why he was, Stromberg was so devastated when we missed the kick is because he knows that uh, snap... And that it's not one play. I mean, we can't say it's one play, but it's just it like through yeah. the drive out of whack. Yes. you go from a second and five. You have you have a really good drive going, and then you go from second and five to third and fourteen. It just makes it just makes it a whole lot harder to convert. And when when that snap happened, Sam Pittman has to use a timeout, and then Sam has to use another timeout after the third down play. So we're down to one timeout. So when we miss the kick, there's we have one timeout left with a minute thirty, minute forty, whatever it was. We cannot stop a the clock runs out on us. We get them to a third down, but it was like 40 seconds. They just knee it. And it was like, some people were like, oh, why did Sam Pittman not save those timeouts? Why did he do that? Do that? Well, he, he had confidence that Cam was going to make the kick. That's I had confidence. We all had confidence. Little. Yeah. If, if you watch Arkansas yeah. football, like, you can't yeah. not be confident in Cam Little. I think it's just people that, you know, 
people people at the end of games, you know, they, they, they like to point fingers. It's human nature, we point fingers, but as you and I know, we're we're loyal loyal fans, like we, 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 we and we know this team and we have confidence in Cam and I think that whole team had confidence. And as soon as he missed, I saw a bunch of players go up, put their arm around him, which I would like to see. Um, you know, you win as a team and lose as a team, as Sam has said as he said in the press press there conference. There was a lot of other places where Arkansas messed up before that kick. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, it definitely was not on Cam. So you can't say if... if, if, if there, this kick yeah. wasn't even the worst play of the drive. No, it's... it's No. The worst play of the drive was the, the snap. Fumble, the fumble. Mm-hmm. Which really, if you're an Arkansas fan, you thought we weren't going to recover it. And that could have been, the game could have been done at that point, right, Braden? Right. Because it was only like three minutes left. Arkansas would have had to use her three timeouts, getting a stop. A&M gets one first down with an with an eye or with with uh, a chain. Yeah, it's over. So yeah, three oh seven left at, after the the fumbled snap. Yep. So we did get a few breaks with that and the with um, Stevens mm-hmm. fumbling it, and so we got a few breaks. Um. But it still felt like, yeah, Arkansas, they were the better team. A&M just capitalized on the mistakes better. They, I don't want to say they got lucky, but it's just, it just, it's, they called, Jimbo called two timeouts at right times. Their mistakes weren't as costly as Arkansas's. That was, that's what I think the difference was. And it's just, it's so tough because that, that game, it's like, we know our, we look at Arkansas' schedule and it's Bama, then at Miss State, and it's, you know, so on. It's hard. It's the start of the toughest part of the season. And you want to you want to win it, so you don't have I mean, a stretch of losing three in a row. If you look at this whole schedule, it's it's you don't have an easy week. No. <laughs> the easiest week you had was supposed to be Missouri State. And now it's Liberty, and we know Liberty almost beat. Uh, they lost by a point last week to uh, Wake Forest. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Auburn's not looking great, but it's always yeah. it's always tough with Auburn. I don't know what what it is. So Auburn's like that hurdle A and M was until last year. It's starting to feel like that. We just I, can't beat them even when we're better. I think the, the my takeaway when is like how important this game was. You 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 ride momentum in a season. Arkansas lost three in, a, three, in a, three in a row last year. The Georgia one wasn't bad. It was more like, a, okay, we know we're not the best, but we, we can be among the best in the SC, but maybe not the best. Mm-hmm. But the then the Ole Miss starts were rough. The Ole Miss game was like, we felt like we could win that. and then Pretty even matchup. It just came down to who was going to make the play at the end, and we just didn't make the play. Right. And then Auburn, I felt like we had just a dumb mistake. But it's that it's this stretch. It's the same stretch as last year. It's like you felt like you needed to get this win so you can have losses in the middle of the season, right, to where you can still go 8-4, 9-3, and 10-2, whatever it is. Now it's like Arkansas has to beat Bama this week or beat win at Miss State. They, they cannot lose to – they can, but it's just – it's really hard. You talk about losing your next two games and then going at BYU – it's it's just hard, right, Braden? It's just hard. I feel like they did a good job of not letting the losses get to them the last year. After That's true. Three tough games in a row, they were still able to finish eight and four. The only right. other loss was Bama, and they played them well. Bama. And all three losses were at eleven a.m. <laughs> yeah, eleven a.m. is just not our time slot. But no. this day is going to be at eleven a.m. 
Yeah, but I think I like that a little better. I think they might have less fans. The cowbells aren't as as deadly I in the morning. I don't like cowbells. <laughs> and last time we were in Starkville, we won. COVID, first SEC win under Sam Pittman. First mm-hmm. SEC win since Bielema. So yeah, it's just... That was a big win. It, But I'm saying, like, we cannot give up just because of this loss and there's no momentum. It feels like there's no momentum. I'm telling you, I know those coaches... And those players are hungry. Like, they are going to respond. They are going to play well against Bama. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what the score is going to be. But this team is still... A, Obviously, yeah, if you're chasing it, SEC championship or playoff berth, you have to win. You have to win this game. Win but, over Bama now. Before you go 11-1 with a loss to Bama, you still have a shot. But now it's you, you got to have that Bama win on your resume and still probably go 11-1. Right. And I think if you beat a team like Bama, right, you have confidence in every other game. For the rest of the year. Yes. You can beat anybody if you beat Bama. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I look at this next And, I mean, last year they lost to A&M. We beat A&M. We were a better team than A&M, right. but they still lost to A&M. Bryce Young hasn't been the best on the road. He's on the road, road yeah. He's yeah at, he's, in College Station they he lost. May, he might be the best quarterback in the country, but I don't know. They haven't performed well on the road except like one or twi- once or twice last year so I don't know how this yeah. game's going to go Brady. I feel like Bama looks better last year than they do this year so far they they definitely know the receivers aren't quite there as much as they were last year I think we got yeah. news that they lost Jamison Williams yeah. at the end of the year which was I, he was a playmaker he was a real playmaker their playmaker this year seems to be Jacory Brooks and their tight end Latou but he got hurt so I'm not even sure if he's going to be in our in the in the game when he play they play us, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's anything can happen. You got to watch the game because that's why you play the games because you can't just say what's going to happen before it happens. Redemption, right, Braden? I mean, that's almost a better story if you lose heartbreakingly, but then somehow win next week in an amazing mm-hmm. game. Probably, I mean, that that that's that's redemption. Yeah, you're gonna need something drastic if you want to find yourself in the SEC championship if you lose to Bama, but you keep your hopes alive if you beat Bama. I think, and I mean, the momentum you get from beating Bama is just gonna be out of this world. For the first time since '06, 16 years. How do you beat Bama, Brayden? What's your, what do you say? You gotta tighten up that secondary. I just gotta have the best game of the year. We had the best game of the season last season. I thought we won that game. I thought Jamison Williams was bobbling that ball when he landed out of bounds at the end of the game. But yeah, you just gotta no mistakes. Just Absolute, no mistakes. No. They need to make miss- the turnovers, right? You Not can't us. Me missing yeah. tackles in the open field that we had the last two weeks. You can't be fumbling the ball. I mean, it, you, you it, play clean football, and then Arkansas will be right there at the end, and it's going to come down to who makes the play. Last year, I might not agree that with the play should have stood, but they made the play at the end of the game that won it. So play mistake-free football, it's going to come down to who makes the big play. And I think offensively it's going to be completely different. Alabama's rush defense is much better, the best that we've probably seen all year long. So our, we're not going to mm-hmm. probably have four backs running. I, I doubt it. We could, we could, but I, I think it, you gotta, our rush attack will look with de- your best definitely guys. different. Yeah, you gotta, you got to ride your best guys in this game. Is a true freshman running to Binion against Alabama? Yes, maybe it maybe does. I'll be interested to see what Kendall Browns dials up. But – Offense is going to be look different, right, Braden? We know this is the best team we yeah, play all year. You can't force the ball to uh, Hornsby three plays in a row. No, you got to keep Alabama on their toes. You can't let them know what's going to happen because they will capitalize. And I think KJ versus AM, he had some errant throws that was like a little behind receivers and just he wasn't 
completely accurate. He has to be accurate against Bama because maybe those balls will be picked against them. I don't know. Flawless, right? You really have to be flawless mm -hmm. and hope that they, they're the ones that make the mistakes. We already know that it's going to be an unbelievable environment. It's the first red out ever in history and in, in Arkansas. At least that's what they said. But The biggest uh, game in a long time in Fayetteville. Right, right. And it, it has all the mix to be a fantastic game. Just because we lost this week does not mean that we will lose this game and lose we're going to get blown out. Do yeah. not believe that. Get this that team chip is, on the give shoulder. The, Give, yeah, right. This team, you got to give this team more credit than that. To think that they're going to lose fifty-six to three or something stupid like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, make make Bryce Young uncomfortable. Get that D line in the backfield. Make him uncomfortable. Maybe he'll make a few mistakes. That matchup between Drew Sanders and Will Anderson's going to be interesting, isn't it? Isn't it Drew Sanders going to match up against his former team, transferred from Bama? Yeah, and we know what Will Anderson can do. He's going to make havoc for KJ. So, but we have the best O line. One of the best O-lines. Maybe the best O-line. This is a really good football. line Even better than, yeah. than last year. It's It, it may be the best O-line in college football. Every I'll year, say that. The three years Pittman's been here, it's just gotten better every year. So, I'm excited, Brayden. I hope the next podcast we do isn't so isn't as sad and that we can be... Our our best mem mem memorable podcast will be next next week. But, I mean, this, uh, we felt like this was a game we should have won next week if... You play them tough. It's not really a game you should win. It's a game you could win. So even if you play them tough, it's not going to be as disappointing. Like, you play Alabama to two-point game, It's you can hold your head high to that, I mean, no matter who you are. Right, right. And Arkansas hasn't done that, right? Last year was, like, the first time we played them close in Since years. Since, what, 15? When it was Since 15, 13? 14. 2014, I think that was. Is that 14? Yeah, the, the rain game. We lost 14 to 13. They did a stripe out, but it rained. I think we got sunny weather this this Saturday. It's sunny all week. Yeah, there we go. Fall starting. There's no ain't no excuse with the with the hot, the heat. It's different. The, 2 I, I, middle I, afternoon. I honestly think, Brady, people are bombed and sad, but it will be an unbelievable atmosphere. We're going to reach that 110 decibels on that speaker when they measure him. So I, I cannot wait. Um... I hope I hope you know this team has a really good practice week and that they can all come come together as, as you say and just mm -hmm. be like hey if we win this game anything can happen just because right we, we you it's so hard as you said LSU is like the only team that's done that right so just because you lose one game does you can't eliminate the rest of the season right you cannot mm -hmm. you can't do the cancel culture really with your season can you <laughs> yeah you can still lose a game and win the championship right. You don't have right. to go undefeated to make it anymore. It's not number one versus number two anymore. Right. You can still sneak in with a loss in that four seed. <laughs> you beat Bama, you still are in the running for a one seed. I mean, there's no guarantee Georgia goes undefeated, no guarantee Ohio State goes undefeated. There's still a whole season. There's still like two thirds of the season to play. I think if you beat Bama, you control your destiny. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You you believe you're going to beat Miss State, and I think you're going to believe you beat BYU, and you just. Once you get and the great thing about before Auburn is you get a bye week, yeah, so I feel much is, better about that game. It is tough after Alabama. You go on the road for basically a month. Yeah, Got three away three away games and a bye before you're back in Fayetteville. Yeah, well, it's not as bad as next year. I think next year there's only like we're on the road like four straight weeks if you include the A and M game. Um, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Like I don't think there's. <laughs> we can talk about that in the future, but it's just like 
the, the schedule brain is tough. So this year, the fact we have what, right? This year we get five SEC home games, right? And no, four SEC home games and three SEC road games. And then you have your neutral ground, which is takes away right. from a road game. Right. Last year it counted as a home game, so that kind of hurt a little bit. But we have one extra home game, right, than last year. Right. Last, it's yeah. four and three, four road, three home last year. This year it's the opposite, four home, three road, one neutral. Yes. So I'm, I'm excited, Bray. I'm, again, we need to take advantage. This is the last home game since until November, right? Till Liberty, November 5th. Yeah. So you go from October 1st to November 5th without a home game. Yeah. There'll be some – that's five a long weeks. time. Five weeks without no a home game. No more tailgating here. Or traditional tailgating, at least. So there's still going to be watch parties for the road game, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that was the A and M game. Looking forward to Alabama. It's going to be a crazy atmosphere. Maybe the best be, you and I have ever seen. Hopefully. Yeah, it's got to beat Texas. It should beat Texas. I mean, Texas was. It's not a night game, but it's still. Prime time, two thirty yeah. CBS slot. Yep. Which which we won't get much longer because the SEC is moving to ESPN and Big Ten's going to SEC to CBS. So hey, half the Big Twelve is moving to the SEC. Yep. Who knows what the or Big Ten's is. Big Ten moving to SEC to CBS. I can't say it. SEC CBS. Yeah, I mean, I was making a joke about A and M and or I mean, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Texas moving Texas. to SEC. And who, who knows? knows? Maybe somebody else will join. The conference is going to be all out of whack in five years. Everyone's moving. So got two Pac-12 teams moving to the Big Ten. That makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. How, you'd see you at now next Saturday night for college football. USC at Rutgers, New yeah, Jersey. It's going to be a New Jersey game. to California, Braden. How does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, you get this much longer, we're going to be in the same conference as like I don't know Arizona State. Yeah. Right. Yeah, conferences are getting wild. These next, it's not. It don't. It doesn't matter where you're, where you are anymore. Geography's been thrown out the window. It'll be interesting to see what SEC dials up and making the pods or whatever in the next couple of years. Yeah. So. I what was the one I saw. It was A and M, Texas, LSU, and then Miss State. But I want us to take Miss State spot in that pod. Right. Right. I want to play A&M, LSU, Texas every year. And I'll say one more thing about the A&M is that, and I think Jimbo said it, he's like, let's get away from the neutral. Let's not do neutral. Let's not play it at AT&T anymore. This is a good enough rivalry where you should be playing in College Station. You should be playing in Fayetteville, and I absolutely agree. I know it's cool. I like the NFL stadium, but yeah. It, I just, having half, half, half your fans there and half their fans there, we can't even do a solid Arkansas Razorbacks champ because we have half yeah. the state. And it's just no, like, come on. The Hogs is always out of sync. Like the sideline group is always behind it, by this one isn't, or two. This isn't a bowl game or a March Madness game where the, the, the arenas or the stadiums yeah. are divided. This, this should then, not be a thing Like anymore. you said last year, we only had three games, SEC games in favor of the last year because of one of our home games. It was the neutral side A&M game, and they only have three SEC games in College Station this year because of it. I think the contract runs till 2024, so maybe we get just one or two more games there. So, I mean, take advantage while you can, but yeah, it's, it's enjoy it when it's unbelievable cool. to see. But still, I'm just I'm at that point where I'm just like, I think A&M fans are in the same spot as we are. They'd want to have, they'd want to host us. We'd want to host them. So yeah, I mean, who cares about Missouri? We can play them in the NFL yeah, stadium. Right. 
I don't care about Missouri. We'll go play them in Arrowhead. <laughs> this is a bigger rivalry. Take it to Fayetteville. Right. This is our rivalry. Them and LSU, I say. Those are the two big ones. Yeah. Missouri's like a distant third, I guess. I mean, I'd say Bama's a bigger rival, even though they've beat us for 15 <laughs> straight years. You still want to beat them more than you care about beating Missouri. I still, you might even argue Ole Miss is our biggest I rival. hate Ole Miss more than I hate Missouri. <laughs> I'd say Ole Miss is number three. Ole Miss, A&M, LSU, would I'd say is the big three. I think some people three. say Ole Miss is number one because LSU has been LSU pushed away. One. Because notice next year, too, the LSU game's game four. Yeah, and then or game A&M three, is game five. Yeah. Yeah. No, LSU's four and then A&M's five, I That's think. It's not the last week. The 23rd and then the 30th. They play LSU the 23rd, which was this weekend, so I think that's weekend four. And you play A&M the 30th. It'll be interesting. I can't wait for next year, too. It'll be fun to watch. But we, we should wrap this one up. Yeah. Let's get pumped up for next week. And I want to come on this next podcast yelling at the top of my lungs and going crazy. I hope I can do that. <laughs> and not, and yeah. I hope it's not a heartbreak moment, Brad, because then you and I will really be... <laughs> yeah, that'd be three tough ones in a row. Even Missouri State was a tough one, even though we won that game. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, if... Say it happens. I'm not going to say what it is, but say it happens, then... Biggest one of the decade. Who knows what's going to happen. Biggest one of the century. Oh, yeah, since the turn of the century. Yeah. For sure. That's been Raise the Roof in Arkansas podcast. Thank you for listening. Go Hogs.